Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Hello and welcome back to the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about your first credit card. Let's say you are ready to open up your first credit card and you're saying, but how? But how? What's going on? How do I choose? What are the the do's and the don'ts in making that decision? So that is what we're going to talk about today. And if you're someone who maybe you already opened up your first credit card, these are just like if you've already done it, that's totally fine. But this can be good information for you regardless of maybe going forward things you want to think about or whatever but if you've already made these decisions and you chose something different this is not the only way of doing things i want to reiterate that and if you did it differently you're not screwed or whatever else this is just how to avoid some of the frustrations or confusing things or fees or whatever else um, that i often see people make so Here we go. We're going to talk about opening your first credit card and how to make those decisions and things to keep in mind. Okay, so if you don't have a credit card right now, likely you are using a debit card to make purchases. If you don't have a debit card, start there prior to setting up a credit card. Choose what bank you want to go to. I do recommend going to a bank that is... um, that one doesn't have any fees and number two is more available and readily accessible. I know some people prefer more like small town banks, but a lot of times what then what then ends up happening is just you have less access to mm, things you might need. Let's say you're out of town and need to go into a bank. It can just make it a little bit trickier for you. And so I do recommend having a more mainstream debit card and checking account uh, just so you have more flexibility. So we're going to say you have a debit card, okay? So when you have a debit card, when you have a debit card, you are swiping that card and it is taking money out of your account. Using a debit card is, I mean, very similar to writing a check. You write a check, that money is in your account, and then that money gets taken out. It really is a digital representation of I have a physical wallet with cash inside. When I swipe a card, I'm just taking money out of that account and giving it to the cashier. Okay, so that is a debit card. So what is a credit card and how is it different than a debit card? So when you're using a credit card, the amount will be charged to your line of credit and you don't have to pay that balance for a month. If you don't pay that off, if you don't pay the balance off, the card charges you interest. 
So it is basically an IOU. It's a, I'm going to pay that back later. It is a, a credit card is the same thing as going to brunch with one of your best friends and realizing, oh shit, I forgot my wallet. Can you pay for my meal? And then I'll Venmo you. That's basically a credit card, right? A credit card is, hey, I'm going to use money that is the bank's because it's your line of credit. I'm going to use money that is the bank's and then I'm going to pay them back. And so what that does is that that then establishes and it uh, we're going to talk about how it impacts your credit score, but that basically establishes trust with the bank, right? So let's say you go to brunch with your friends you're like, shoot, I forgot my wallet. Can I Venmo you? And then you Venmo them. The next time you go to brunch, you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot my wallet again. Can you spot me and I'll Venmo you? If the first time you did that and you never paid your friend back, does she want to pay for your brunch again? No, she's going to be like, oh, well, mate, let's just go drive and get your card, right? Like, I don't want, I don't want to pay for your brunch because you didn't pay me back last time. It's the same thing with the bank. If you open up a credit card with the bank and you put money on it but never pay it back, that can impact your credit score because it's showing, hey, that person's not super trustworthy in always either paying it back or making payments on time. Now, I don't even like saying super trustworthy in that because the whole credit score, like the whole credit system is incredibly flawed and uh, unequal and creates lots of systemic issues. However, we're focusing on the credit card today. So how does your credit card company trust that you will pay it back similar to your friend at brunch? How does she know that you will pay it back? Like how does she know you'll Venmo her? So the bank looks at your credit history aka how well you've paid back other lenders in the past. So maybe your friend at brunch texts one of your other friends and goes, hey, does Chloe normally Venmo you back when you when she borrows money from you or when you pay for her brunch? And let's say that other friend goes, oh yeah, she always like will Venmo you right away. Okay, cool. Then the friend at brunch is way more likely to pay for my meal. Whereas if she texts one of my other friends and goes, hey, does Chloe normally Venmo you back when you buy her brunch? And one of my friends is like, absolutely not. She never pays you back. Don't buy her brunch. Then who I'm going to brunch with is less likely to want to buy me brunch because she doesn't think I'll pay it back. That's what banks do. So if you haven't used credit before, a credit card can be a good step in building credit because it gives you the opportunity to pay it off. So basically, if you go to brunch again with your friend, And she's like, hmm, I wonder if Chloe's going to pay this back. And so she starts asking people, hey, have you ever loaned, have you ever bought Chloe's brunch? Like, does she pay you back? And everyone's like, oh, I've never, I don't know, because I've never, like, we've never gone to brunch together. She doesn't have any data. So she doesn't know, right? She's like, do I trust her? Do I not? All I have is like her word. I don't have any um, referrals, basically. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to pay it back. It just means she doesn't have data. Again, remember, I don't like the credit system. It's flawed, but that is how it works. So in order for the credit card company to trust that you will pay them back, they give you a credit limit, and that outlines the maximum you can spend on that card. So if they don't trust you a ton, 
They're not totally sure your credit limit will be smaller. But the more that you have that card and you continue to make payments on time, then the credit limit increases. The credit limit is basically how much you can spend, right? How much you can borrow from uh, from them. So if your credit limit is $100, that means they only want, they want to make sure you'll pay back that $100 first. Then once they see that time and time again, you pay back that $100, then they'll raise it to $500 or $1,000. And then as long as you're continuing to uh, make payments on time, then they will increase it. So credit cards can be a great tool if they're used correctly. But if you're just starting out, I highly recommend, I highly recommend getting a credit card and thinking of it like your debit card, which means if you don't have the funds to pay it off either now or by the end of the month, you don't make the purchase. Now, truly, there are the, when you first get a credit card, treating it like a debit card can save you from so many issues because I would argue that a lot of after working with clients for years and especially seeing credit card debt and how it can impact my clients, um, the interest rate that you are likely getting on your credit card is going to be in the 20 percent in like 20. I think it's like 27 percent ish is like the average Gen Z um, credit card interest rate, which is wild. 27%. That's almost 30%. That's, you know, paying $3 basically on $10 that you owe. So wild. And so if a lot of times after working with clients for so long, it's right in the beginning of using a credit card that establishes how that will be used going forward. And so how you use it in the first year is going to be so, so, so impactful. And I want to make sure that you're utilizing it in a way that sets you up for success, not just financially, but emotionally. A lot of times when I have clients who have credit card debt, it, it weighs on them heavily because it's impacting their credit score negatively. They're stressed about the interest rate growing and all these other things. And so I want to, and and every single time I work with clients, they then pay that credit card debt off, they get to a good place, they raise their credit score, and every single time they're like, man, if I could just have learned this stuff before I got a credit card, that would have saved me so much stress and money and all these things. So what I'm telling you today is what every single one, I guarantee every single one of my clients who has gone into credit card debt or they would say they use their credit card in a way they don't like, this is what they would have wanted to know back then. So here's some don'ts. We don't want to use a credit card as free money and just like spend it and figure it out later because that can kind of be the tip of the iceberg where all of a sudden you get behind one month, right? You spend money, you forget that you owe that money and then like rent is due and then you have bills and all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I can't make that payment this month. And then interest starts hitting. So now not only could you make that payment, but now you owe more. And then the next month you owe more and then it can get you, put you in a spot where you feel really stuck. Now, statistically, the average person does spend more when using a credit card, which is why mentally, I want you to think of it as a debit card. I still, to this day, mentally think of my credit cards as a debit card. A hundred percent. I still mentally think of them as a debit card. 
And by doing this, you you get yourself out of this idea of like, oh, I can just spend on this and figure it out. And instead, you're like, okay, you're planning it. You're like, okay, cool. If I'm putting this on my credit card, then, you know, what what do I need to make sure is in my checking account or that I'm setting aside to then make that payment later? So how um, how do we pay it off? And we're going to talk about like actually opening one in a second. I know I'm going a little bit of a bit out of order, but I want to kind of talk about how it's used first and then we'll talk about the actual process. So how to pay it off at the end of every single month. So, you know, you, you get your card and you, you, you swipe it like a debit card. Then those cards that those amounts are charged onto that card and you log into your account and you see, okay, there's, let's say $300 on that credit card. Then to pay it off at the, either at the end of the month, or you can pay it off multiple times. If you're wanting to keep your credit utilization low, I'll talk about that in a second. But basically once a month minimum, you get a statement that shows all the purchases that you made, right? So once a month, you get a statement that shows all the purchases you made, and then you can pay it online or set up auto pay. Auto pay is just similar to, you know, any bill that's on auto pay. It goes from your debit card or your checking account to your credit card balance, pays it off. Amazing. So, um, when we're doing that though, when we're deciding, okay, do I want it on auto pay? We have to think about how much we want to put on that card because how much we're putting on that card impacts our credit score. Okay, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about actually opening the card first. So if you're like, okay, cool, I want to open up a credit card because I want to build credit. And again, I'm not going to go too far into this, but our credit system is you know, very flawed in my opinion, but that doesn't mean we don't have to play the game. If you have a low credit score, that can impact you incredibly financially negatively. It can cost you literally tens of thousands of dollars on a mortgage if you buy a house and you have a lower credit score because it will impact the interest rate you can get. It will impact you when you are, um, you know, potentially looking for opening up another credit card down the road or getting a loan or what a, a car loan, whatever else. So we want to make sure we have a great credit score. If you're anything like me, when I was uh, graduating college, I had never had a credit card before. I did have student loans. And so again, your credit score, any type of loan that you take out, that is that impacts your credit score. So I did have some credit uh, history, because I had student loans, but I had nothing else. Then I had a car loan. So then I had a little bit more credit history, but I wanted to add a credit card because having a basic credit card is one of the easiest ways to actually raise your credit score. And you can do it without ever fearing, oh my gosh, what if I go into credit card debt? What if this happens? You can really do it in a super, super, super basic way um, that just the main focus of it is to raise your credit score. So let's say you're in that similar boat where you're like, okay, I want to open up a credit card. We want to get clear about why you want to open it. Is it for perks? 
Is it specifically only to raise your credit score? Is it just because, oh, I, you know, feel like I should have one? I'd highly recommend getting clear on why a great reason is to raise your credit score. Um, When it comes to perks, I recommend on your first card, not, not focusing so hard on getting one with perks, but instead getting a super basic one. Because once you open that card, since this is your first card, that will likely be in the long run, the card that is open the longest, which when you close uh, accounts that you've had open for a long time, that can negatively impact your credit. And so what I've seen people do, and again, I don't want to necessarily say is a mistake, but is something to be aware of is I've had clients who they're like, okay, I want to get a credit card with the best perks. So they open up a credit card with a $500 yearly annual fee. And then they've had it for five years and they decide, I don't want to keep paying that $500 yearly fee because I'm not using the perks. But if they close it, that will negatively impact their score. So then they end up keeping it open and paying that yearly fee, even though it's negatively impacting them. And so that's why I recommend starting with the most basic card. um, Because then let's say you open up this credit card. It's the most basic card you can get you have it open for, let's say, six months to a year, you're raising your credit score, then you can look at getting a credit card with some more perks on it. But I recommend um, a lot of basic cards still have some perks, but starting with your focus, not necessarily being getting one with perks, but instead getting one that will help raise your credit score. Now, when you're going to find your credit card and open one, I recommend by starting at the bank that you do most of your stuff with. One of the kind of wonky parts about a credit card is when it's out of sight, sometimes it can be out of mind where you open a credit card with a completely different bank that you go to and then you say, oh, I'll just go in there once a month and pay it. But then you forget to go in there and then you don't see that your bill was due and then you miss a payment and then it impacts your credit score, whatever else. So I think there is something really uh, impactful about having your first credit card through your same bank. So for me, I use U.S. Bank for like my basic checking. And so I have my checking accounts there. And then I also have my first credit card that I ever opened. I, I, I got a card through U.S. Bank. It was like their most basic credit card with no fees And I think my limit to begin with was like a couple hundred dollars, like maybe $300 or $200. And then as once I was making payments on it for a while and making uh, monthly payments on time and and not having a big balance, then my credit score or my credit limit, how much I was allowed to spend on it increased. And it went from 200 to 500 to 1000 to a couple thousand and continued to grow. Now, I still have that card. It is super basic. It does have some perks on it, but the perks are pretty minimal. And um, that is, that's where you can start. You can call your bank or you can go into your bank and tell them, hi, I'm looking for a credit card. Here's what my credit score is right now. So they're aware of what thing you would most likely be able to get because you can't just go out and get the nicest credit card of all time with the highest perks if you don't have a, a high enough credit score. So tell them your credit score, 
you can find out your credit score by creating a credit karma account it's free online and so you say here's my credit score i am looking for a super super basic credit card with no annual fees again your interest rate won't totally matter because the goal is that we're always going to be paying it off every single month and if you always paid off then you don't have to worry about the interest rate because the interest rate will only you only have to uh pay interest on a credit card if you don't pay the balance off every single month so you can go into your bank or call them whatever say i'm looking for the most basic card here's my credit score i want a card with no annual fee what would i best qualify for so that's how you can start by opening a card if you have no credit history maybe you have no student loans no car loan a lot of banks will say hey we can't you can't open up a credit card with us because you have no credit history now here's what you can do you can open up a secured card okay with same thing same exact process where you go into your bank that you want to use with no fees all this stuff and ask if you can open up a secured card now you might have to save up for this but basically what it is is you it's kind of like a play credit card so you pay a deposit as an upfront guarantee for your line of credit and then they give you that amount as a credit okay so bear with me here i'll give you an example if i was opening up a credit card let's say they give me a credit card it has a 200 dollars credit limit that means the bank is saying we think you're going to pay back $200, but prove it. So then every single month I, you know, put money on it. I pay it off. I put money on it. I pay it off. Then they'll raise it to from $200 to $300 or whatever. If, if they don't even think I will pay back $200 because they don't have any information of my credit history, I can open up a secured card, which literally means I bring $200 into the bank. I give them $200. Okay. It's a deposit. I'll get that money back. But I give them $200 and then they give me a, a basically it's a credit card, but it's called a secured card that has a $200 limit. So then I pay on it or I put put a charge on it. I pay that off. I put a charge on it. I pay that off. Once they see, oh, wow, you're paying us back. Then they give you your $200 back and it turns from a secured card into a credit card. So a secured card is basically them saying, well, it's a deposit like you would pay on an Airbnb or something like that of saying like, I don't trust that you're not going to break anything. So pay a deposit. But then once you leave and don't break anything, I'll give you your deposit back. Okay, so that is what a secured credit card is. So it's a type of credit card and it's backed by you. <laughs> right. So you will get that back. You might have to save up for that, but you still will use it exactly like a credit card. You'll put a charge on it. You'll pay it off every single month. Boom. Now, so that's how we're opening the card. That's what kind of card we're wanting to open. But let's take it even a step further. So what is your reasoning for wanting a credit card? We talked about this a little bit earlier. There's, uh, there's a couple of reasons. One, it can be really good fraud protection your debit card also has fraud protection on it, but the nice thing about a credit card is that you can report it as fraud and then not have to pay it back. Whereas if your debit card, if a fraudulent charge goes on your debit card, that money is taken out and you have to wait to get it back once that goes through. Whereas for a credit card, you just don't have to pay it. So even though you have the same protection, 
uh, it shows up a little bit differently. Um, the other thing that's really nice about credit cards is, uh, which I don't, so technically this should be the exact same for your debit card and your credit card. I just noticed my credit cards do it more often, but getting notifications for suspicious activity, I notice I get more notifications on my credit card than I do my debit card. Um, if there's like a double charge or something like that. So I do like it for that. Um, that doesn't mean I don't use a debit card. I still have a debit card and I still use it for certain things. Um, perks, we talked about this earlier, but again, I do recommend that for your first card, you do not focus on getting a card with amazing perks. You can get one if there's a basic one with no fees at the bank you want to go to, um, that has some perks on it. Like my super basic credit card that was the first one I got does have some like cash back, but it, that should not like, that doesn't need to be your main focus. The main focus for your first card, it is a great idea to make your main focus raising your credit score like we talked about earlier. So if your goal is to raise your credit score, then here's what we're going to do. So the first thing is create a credit card account. It's free. Um, You can, you don't have to do it this way. You can do it other ways, but I truly even though Credit Karma, like there's pros and cons, right? Like Credit Karma is selling to you, right? So like all their advertisements, they're making money off those, either commission or getting paid as an advertisement. So you have to like keep that in mind. However, I do think Credit Karma is an incredibly educational tool to help you understand your credit score, to help you under like see your credit cards and understand all of this. So um, create a Credit Karma account figure out what your score is. Remember, that's important because you want to take that into the bank when you're talking to them about what card to open. Now, make sure you're aware that before you open this card, your credit score will likely drop right away. And that is not because you did anything wrong. It's because number one, you had a hard credit check. A hard credit check can can negatively impact your credit score. Plus, once you open up a new card, the lifetime of that credit is now going to be one day, which means that your credit score will say, oh, one day, only having one day of credit, that's super small. So we're going to, you're in the red for that basically. Now it's stupid. Remember I told you the credit system is stupid. It's stupid because what, what the credit system wants you to do is have that for a long time. Well, if you have it for a long time, you got to start someday, right? You got to start at some point. So it will be, it'll say like, you've only had this card open for a day or a week or a month. Therefore, you know, that can negatively impact your score. But the longer you have it, then you'll see your score start to go up. So don't freak out if once you open this credit score or this credit card, your score actually goes down. But be aware, like if you're about to buy a house, or about to buy a car, or about to buy something where you don't want your credit score impacted, don't open it yet. Don't open this card because you want to open it at a time where you don't need your credit score. Like, it's okay if your credit score has a ding, okay? So don't, do not open up a credit card or any line of credit if you're about to buy a house or something like that. Um, Okay, so again, you can open up a no annual fee card at your bank that you want to stay with long term. So we already talked about that. So you open that. Then once you get your card in the mail, a couple things. 
I would start by immediately setting up auto pay. This will make sure that at the very least, at the very least, it is paid off every single month in full. And you never miss a payment because that can also ding your credit score and we don't want that to happen. If your goal, okay, if your goal is to, you open this card and your only goal with this card is to raise your credit score, this is what I'd recommend doing. Start by making one purchase on it per month. One purchase, one, and honestly, a small purchase, like under 30 bucks or under 20 bucks. Make one purchase on it, pay it off. The next month, make one purchase on it, pay it off. The next month, make one purchase on it, pay it off. A huge myth is that the more you spend on your credit score, the higher your credit score. Or the more, oh my gosh, I keep messing up. The more you spend on your credit card, the higher your credit score will go. Eh, incorrect. Your credit score, one of the factors that determines your credit score is called credit utilization. Basically, how much of your credit card are you using? In an ideal world, your credit utilization is less than 30%, but honestly, the lower the better. So since that is such, credit utilization is one of the easiest ways to raise your credit score. So meaning that if you open up a credit card, you put one tiny purchase on it, you pay that off. The next month, you put one purchase on it, you pay that off. That will raise your score faster than literally anything else. Literally anything else you can do with that credit card, the fastest way to raise your score is putting one small payment, paying it off, one small payment, paying it off. Now, once you get to a place where you, uh, you know, want to get more perks from it, then there's more strategic things that you can implement when it comes to credit utilization. So you're able to spend more on it to get perks and then pay it off and keep your credit utilization low. But that's like, that's like level two. This is level one. Level one is opening up a card with no fees um, at the bank that you want to use, making, making sure it's on auto pay and putting one small purchase on it per month and then having that auto pay. I cannot tell you how much you will see the impact positively of your credit score go up over the next six to eight months, especially over the next year. Then what's so cool is now for a year you've had a credit card and you've been using it success. I don't want to say successfully. You've been using it without uh, going into credit card debt and potentially getting into a sticky situation. So then when you go into level two of either wanting to spend more on it or on getting a new card that is focused on perks, then you have these basics down because truly these are the basics. You have those basics down to then where you can add some more strategy to putting more in your credit card, but paying it off at a specific time and whatever else. I'm not going to get too far into that because we're focusing on step one, level one, but a couple um, last minute things. One reminder, make your payments on time every single month. That's why I recommend putting it on auto pay. Um, Ask what interest rate your card will have. Now, again, you don't necessarily care what that interest rate will be because the goal is that you're not going into credit card debt. We're just literally making one tiny purchase and paying it off, but it is good to be aware of it. 
make sure that the card has no annual fee um and then do make sure you are not applying for multiple credit cards at once do not go to your bank and or go online and apply for multiple cards at once you want to apply that's why i say call your bank and ask them because they will be able to refer one based on your credit score um as the most basic one but do not apply for multiple because then you're gonna have multiple hard checks and that will actually hurt your credit score okay so those are the do's and do nots of opening your first credit card again this is a great opportunity for you to play the system we like the credit system yes it's frustrating however we want to make sure we're playing the game so we can leverage it to get ahead with money and to save ourselves the most money and to get ourselves the best opportunities so that is what we're going to be focusing on if you are someone who you maybe already opened up your first credit or like you already had your first credit card but this is something where you were just curious what I was going to say send this right one of the things we talk about here at deeper than money is we're not just getting ahead for us we're bringing people with us we're sharing financial literacy and we're getting ahead with us so send this to a younger sibling who hasn't opened up their credit score send this to a you know a a friend or uh you know a, a, a high school teacher to make sure you know maybe she can he or she can share with their students or something right it's like I cannot tell you how much this information would have been so helpful for so many people, but they learn it once they're already in credit card debt or once they already opened up a credit card with a huge annual fee. And so this stuff is so important. Uh, Share it with other people. Even if you were like, perfect, this is so good because I am about to open up my first credit card. Share it with your friends, right? Share it with your friends who you think they would want to understand this. So any hooser. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we will see you back next week for another episode of the Deeper Than Money podcast.